With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, Oscar fans, I'm Daniel Montgomery from Gold Derby here with Susan Wazina, Joyce Eng, and Tom O'Neill. Uh, at this point, we've seen most of the contenders for Best Picture, uh, including Parasites and Jojo Rabbit, which opened theatrically in recent weeks. Um, so which ones can really win it? Uh, which ones are at the top of that list of potential winners? Uh, Susan, uh, give us your list of, of titles uh, that you think are really in it to win it as Best uh, Picture winners at this point. I think the ones that might stand out more are the more fun, fanciful ones that still kind of have an edge to them. And I would include in that um, two that just recently opened, or um, Parasite, which is amazing. And the one problem that has is that um, it, it's also South Korea's um, foreign language contender, and it might just win that, and it could be something like Roma where they feel it's already been rewarded. And uh, also Jojo Rabbit, which I think some critics kind of had problems with mixing Nazi whimsy with World War II and some serious issues. But I think audiences are going to gravitate toward that too. So uh, what's number one on your list? Like what, 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 are you, what are you currently predicting? Well, I'm currently predicting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because I did see The Irishman, and it's a way different Scorsese film than something like Goodfellas or, you know, even <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. It's not that snap, crackle, pop thing that he does. And I think, you know, that's going to surprise a lot of people, because this is about men who are horrible is they grow older, they don't learn anything, they don't change anything, they just think they run the world and they learn otherwise when they're all alone in an old folks' home and nobody's there to really love them. So <laughs> that's about it. Uh, well, uh, let's bring in uh, Tom O'Neill. Uh, what are you thinking about the state of the best picture race at this point? I think Irishman can win. I think Hollywood can win. Parasite, JoJo. And uh, after that, I think it's a, a question of what films can get momentum to do it, because it's often a real race. Uh, if you remember the year of, of Zero Dark Thirty and Les Miserables and um, uh, uh, Lincoln and what, what ended up? Oh, and Argo, that was all about momentum. Argo had the, the front runner position early on, lost it, and it was probably the most competitive year we've ever seen in recent times at the Oscars. Um, yes, I mean, you could say competitive uh, 
Moonlight versus La La Land in a different way, but I mean, throughout the year, the zigzagging up and down was was thrilling to watch. If, if, if one of these other rivals, like 1917, which we haven't seen yet, all of a sudden breaks loose from the pack and takes off, it, that's possible. But I think, you know, Irishman has the big epic sweep, but it's three and a half hours. It's a it's a slog here and there. Um, Once Upon a Time in the Hollywood is a big sprawling movie too that has some dull spots, but. You know, boy, oh boy, if I was a voter, it would be Parasite. And I think that's the fascinating wild card this year because they they love art house flicks at the Oscars. They almost went with uh, Roma last year. They have gone with Moonlight and some of these smaller movies in recent years like Shape of Water. But uh, uh, Parasite would be a real reach, but it's got the problem Susan's mentioning is that it will likely win Best Foreign Film. I think he's going to win Director. And I think it's got Foreign Film locked up and Director because they've, they've been going for those art house directors consistently for the last five or six years. Uh, I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? Um, Can- I, um, I think Parasites, um, it's a probably an even tougher sell than, um, than uh, Roma was just sort of on paper. Uh, Cause it's, you know, I remember Roma. It was a, it was a, 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 a sort of a memory film about uh, uh, you know the political history and the family history of of Alfonso Cuarón. It was a very personal film, and Parasite is a is a is more of a genre film. Uh, it, it feels kind of like South Korea's Get Out in a in in a sense. It's very much about class, which is a uh, a theme that is going to resonate, I think, uh, nowadays. But um, it does. It would be an. It would probably be the oddest best picture winner of all time. But at the same time, uh, Tom, you loved it, and uh, I loved it. And you know, when when a film can bridge that gap between you know the sort of the cineasts and and uh, yeah. you know the populists, that's you know that's when kind of amazing Oscar things can happen. So uh, no, absolutely. That, that's what everybody keeps saying about Parasite. Is oh it. No, oh, yes, I think that this could win Best Picture, but, you know, Parasite's my favorite. So uh, let's bring Joyce in here. Joyce, uh, can Parasite win? Um, I would love it if Parasite won it. It's my <laughs> favorite do. film of the year so far. Hey, everybody um, listening to this and watching. Probably ditto, ditto, favorite film so far this year. <laughs> um, and I, I do think it can win. I, like, there's no real, like, front runner at this point where you feel like it's a lot. There's, like, this is kind of the best time of the year where there's still a lot of contenders in play, and you can just kind of make arguments for everybody. Um, but I, I think, like, what we've, like, seen, especially over the past decade um, with the preferential ballot is that um, when it comes to best picture, uh, you need, like, to inspire passion. So a lot of people love Parasite um, and you should, or not, you know, it's not a necessity, but like if you're also socially important in some way, like is there, there's like a messaging behind your movie too, like that helps. Um, like, and you've looked at some like the past uh, best picture winners this decade, like some of them have fit like one or two of those molds. Um, and I think two films right now fit both of them and they're Parasite, which is this brilliant, you know, black comedy about class hierarchy and capitalism um, and Jojo Rabbit, which is very divisive, but it's it's also incredibly timely. Um, and that also has a lot of passion behind it. And it, uh, yeah, like if you, there's a bunch of critics who love it um, and a bunch who hate it. So if you look at any like scores on Rotten Tomatoes or like Metacritic, there, there's like a huge gap, but I, I feel like this is kind of, 
not to say they're the same film, but I feel like it's kind of, it could inspire the same uh, passion behind it that Green Book did last year. So I think if those two can kind of like capitalize on like their messaging and the passion, uh, they could win. Um, but again, like we've already said, like Parasite, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like anchored down by the foreign or not foreign from international feature film award too. So they could feel like they took care of there already. Yeah. And uh, Jojo Rabbit is an interesting case. The reviews are sort of mixed depending on where you look um, on Metacritic. The score is in the fifties, which is fairly mixed uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was closer to 80, um, uh, which suggests that some of those mixed reviews probably lean closer to mixed positive than mixed negative. Um, but it has an A cinema score, uh, which means that, you know, the audiences who saw it on opening weekend loved it, um, which is a good sign for it. Uh, it won the People's Choice Award, obviously, at the Toronto Film Festival, which has always been a good sign, uh, especially in recent years for an Oscar contender. Green Book won that last year, three billboards the year before. So even if it's not a Best Picture winner, it's going to be one of the top contenders. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Academy is less divided than the critics are. I, it looks like all signs point to yes on that one, which might make this another one of those, uh, you know, critics versus the Oscars kind of situations. And all the Gold Derby editors, Daniel, like yourself, currently have uh, Jojo Rabbit winning Best Comedy Picture at the Globes. And I spoke to a Globe voter the other day, and he goes, wow, we really love Jojo Rabbit. In other words... Uh, just like they went with Bohemian Rhapsody last year for Best Drama Picture, which was absurd, because uh, uh, it won Best Comedy or Musical Picture, right? But Stars Born and Bohemian were put over in that drama category. But uh, it's going to get some awards um, traction there. About par Parasite, I didn't feel like I was watching a foreign film. It felt very familiar to me, even though, you know, it's a, a different kind of you know, location and all that. But these people spoke to me. It wasn't like they were different than any other, you know, fa rich family versus poor family who take advantage of them. And it, it felt like something that almost anyone who has this kind of culture class, uh, you know, when it comes to wealth and who gets to, you know, rule and who gets to, have to deal with not having, you know, like a gig economy and all this stuff. I mean, but it's not a lecture. It, you, it just feels like you know these people because they didn't seem foreign to me. They felt like you could meet, you know, similar people in America right now. So it, it, it felt almost not like a foreign film to me. It didn't feel like I was not relating to it. And I think that helps it a lot. Yeah. And also I love Daniel's analogy to get out because it does have a kind of a horror thriller aspect. Uh, the, the, <laughs> one of the reasons we love this movie so much, all of us is, is it does, uh, the, the horror analogy is actually I think, a good one because what happens here is there are so many unpredictable plot twists, zigzags zig, that you don't know where this movie's going. And every time it takes one of these, these sharp turns and you go, <gasps> Uh, it's almost always, I think it always is, a fascinating twist that you say, I should have seen that coming, or it is logical that it goes there. Um, anyway, it's just, 
It's delightful. You walk out of there thinking, I've just seen a real movie. And it's populist in the, in, in the fact that it has these kind of horror, horror, thriller elements is a better word to it. Uh, but plus it's got defiance and rebellion that race through it. This is a story of, of uh, a lower class uh, South Korean family in Seoul who is warming their way into the lives of rich people and all hell's going to break loose and it's going to be stick it to the man uh you know it's the triumph of the little people or at least that's what they want <laughs> and it that sense of inner rebellion that sense of defiance is is what fueled three billboards and many many of the other um great movies in recent years is that we connect to that with audiences we all feel that like we're in some way some repressed people <clears throat> even those of us living in hollywood who probably actually leading what is relatively a pampered life. Yeah, and it's uh, interesting to, to you know, I, I think people should also know the, the kind of Korean backstory of the Oscar history, which is that uh, South Korea has uh, submitted more than 30 movies uh, for consideration for foreign language film now, best international feature. It has never even been nominated for best foreign film. Uh, and now we're in a situation where it could be a best picture nominee, a best picture winner, a best director winner for, for Bong Joon-ho, who uh, is well known to uh, American viewers because he did, um, he did, he, he directed Snowpiercer, which is a cult hit. Um, and he did Okia on, uh, on, on Netflix uh, a couple of years ago. So he has established this track record and now uh, South Korea could not only get on the map for the first time, but kind of blow up the map. I think it would be important or I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping that like one of the actors could make it in because that would be huge for them. It's kind of like how, you know, Roma got two acting nominations last year, um, even though Roma didn't end up winning Best Picture. But I, I feel like the supporting races are kind of open enough that if people really get behind this film, they could uh, nominate one of them. Um, and you know, like once once you have that backing, I I would feel more confident <laughs> predicting it um, for best picture. It's it's still a long way to go, obviously, but I think if could break through into acting, like a foreign language performance, uh, which haven't been that many um, in acting uh, in Oscar history in acting. So if if it can do that, like I that would be huge for them. Which uh, performer do you think has the best chance of breaking in, Joyce? Um, I, I think the, the lead actor who, the, who plays the dad, um, uh, Song Kan-ho. Yes. Uh-huh. He's, he's worked with, uh, Bong Joon-ho, um, for years. Like they go way back. Like he's been in a bunch of his movies. Um, I, I feel like he has the best chance, but I would love it if like all the actresses got nominated. <laughs> Cause oh, I, I, I thought they were all brilliant. So, but I feel like he probably has the best chance like it's yeah. a true ensemble film too yeah song kang ho is um yeah he's he uh, he was in the host he uh for um for bong joon ho and he was in uh snowpiercer as well um and he does seem to have the heart of this movie in the sense that you know you know, I, I want to give away as little about the film specifics as possible, but, you know, he has a couple of moments where he sort of carries that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of the thrust of that, 
that class conflict and and you know being a father who's trying to to uh, to uh, uh, provide for his family with limited means and you know all all of the things that entails in terms of his his struggle and his shame and uh, you know the emotions that go into it he really does come away I think is one of the highlights of it so uh, if, if there's going to be a Marina de Tavira of of uh, South <laughs> Korea it could be him <laughs> I like to that no one's really the villain they're all you know tied to their circumstances and how they're you know acting and things and it's not like you you feel for almost everyone maybe not so much the rich wife mother but <laughs> she seems a little clueless but um I, you know i i didn't it's not like there's a one villain this the villain is their circumstances where they live and and where they came from unfortunately and how people are treated when they don't have money and when they do have money and they don't see each other the way you know people do when they just meet and don't know anything about each other so it's it's interesting to me how he plays that because I, I felt for everyone almost, so. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays in terms of the passion vote. Um, like it's gonna have a lot of passion and that's gonna help it get into best picture uh, almost certainly. Um, whether it has the, also the uh, the consensus uh, vote that it needs to win, uh, which means you don't only need those number one votes from people who love it the most, you also need the people who aren't voting for it at number one to like it enough to put it second or third, because on the preferential ballot, that's going to factor into who wins. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. We'll be tracking that movie and more as the weeks come. We'll be with you back with you next week to discuss um, uh, where it stands in the Oscar race and where everything else stands in the Oscar race. And you can make your own predictions at goldderby.com. Uh, thank you, Susan, Tom, and Joyce for joining me. And uh, uh, we will see you again next week. Well done, everybody. Well done. Yeah, I, I usually have a timer set up um, to so I know how long it's running, but I forgot. So I was like, let me just let that run a little bit longer to make sure it's a. These can be short, long, whatever it is. Yeah. I love that we just spent the whole time talking about Parasite. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> really telling. Only, the only, the only movie you that joke though, are the only movies you feel personally about and are rooting for. No, Parasite. I take chances, and I love chances. I mean, A Beautiful Day in Neighborhood, I really enjoy, too, but it doesn't have, like, the wow factor. It's a, obviously a different, you know, feeling of a of the Can movie. I still have Tom in there? I, I feel like I should never predict him, because he never gets in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. No, I mean, he's he in supporting this time. No, I know. What happen is that it'll be, it'll be, you know, the film will be nominated for eight Oscars, but not him. That's 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 what usually happens. Uh, you know, uh, the HFPA person that I was speaking to recently was who was saying, you know, uh, you know, Jojo, uh, we really loved, and and Parasite, we really love Parasite. He was also going on about, and this will surprise you, the Laundromat, which I have seen. It's on Netflix now, right? It's, yeah, it's good. It's not great. It's not the movie. It is not going to be nominated for anything. It's just a good good story. But it's got really surprising plot twists into it that you never see coming. Some real shockers. And uh, Meryl Streep, this um, this unfolding performance that has surprise after surprise after surprise. And she just brings it all. It's a lead performance. Brings it all home at the end. 
that uh, when PA said, don't listen to the reviews, don't, we love it. And I did too. I, you love Meryl Streep's performance. She can, I've got her number, I think, and number one to win. If I don't, I've got to move her up because, boy, this is, don't underestimate uh, Meryl Streep and don't underestimate those Golden Globe voters, but they're going to have less impact than normal because of the shortened Oscar season. Yeah, but, they, they should be smart. Yeah. Well, like, they won't impact nominations, but it'll impact winners, which is what usually yeah. happens. I think if they're smart, oh, wow. like, they should they should submit Meryl lead at the Globes because it's going to be much easier to get into Best Actress than it is to Best Supporting Actress at the Globes, uh, just because musical comedy is so relatively thin. Um, and, of course, she's Meryl, and it's the Globes, so, you know, they'll love her no matter They're going to nominate her for Big Little Lies, too, so... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.